Ramble. Hallo, I am Flulaborg and it is now Boom Time. Ja, guten Tag. Welcome everyone to this episode of Boom Time with Flulaborg and our director Alex Simmons. Hello, Alex. Hey, how's it going? I'm so good. Let's do it. Yeah, we're just going to get right into this. This is a special episode where you and I chit-chat about our first years living in L.A. trying to figure out uh, this crazy town. Well, to be fair, you chit and I chat. Right. I mean, we don't both chitty-chatty. That would be bad. No. Pick one. Chat. Yep, I chitted. Chit. You chit? chat? I chat. I just chat. Oops. <laughs> Go. What What are we doing? We're warming up? No, we're ready. Let's just get right into it. Oh, we're doing it? Yeah. Well, wonderful. Well, ladies and gentlemen, here it is. Some fun stories. Uh, uh, a warning to the viewers. There is no warning. I just like to say that. It's just the stories. We're going to have a good time. For any sensitive ears, just to let you know everything's fine. Oh, yeah. To, to our sensitive viewers, please apply lotion to your skin. <laughs> or wear a like hat. That. And uh, just to, you know, for anyone with small children, I just want to let you know that there's I think this episode's fine to listen to. So, so anyone with small children, I think you should bathe them regularly, let them sleep, uh, change their diapers, and just uh, do not cause any post-traumatic stress as you raise them into adulthood. That's what I would say. I will say that that is generally my goal as a father, just to do what you just did. Just the, just get oh. the basics right. Yes. Yeah. Because we all, as children, have the moment like, ah, oh, I wish I had not seen the film Aliens. As a six-year-old child yeah. on, on the television. Thanks for that case of PTSD, Mom. Yes, well, I can never not see this uh, alien coming from the tummy of another human like that. Yeah. I wish I had waited like 10 years to see this. So, yeah, a note to people with children. Yeah. Uh, if they're six or below, um, maybe don't show aliens to yeah. them. Yeah, that's the warning before you listen to our podcast. <laughs> it's a note to fathers and mothers. But I think kids today too, they seem more desensitized for sure about scary things. I'd um Excuse me, am I on your lawn, old man? Kids today are just oh, so that's true. I'm no, not I know. I'm not being get off my lawn guy. I'm just calling them like I see them. Oh, look at that. Yeah. No, just young younger kids just don't seem that scared by really violent and over the top things. Whereas for me, I was so still I don't really like super scary horror movies that much i'm the same these horror films because my brain is thinking oh well now in my dreams i will have the mere nights of this i don't want this mere nights yeah mere night yeah we call them albtraum which is very strange what is how does that literally a, translate a mere night is a alp like alpen like the mountains a mountain dream a mountain dream yeah where do you think that comes from There is a reason, and I have forgotten it. Yeah. I think it is something to do with like uh, legends and weird uh, mystical things from the mountains. Sure, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, let us begin. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. I hope that this um, episode of Boom Time doesn't cause any Alp dreams for you. Yes, or any mere nights. So, everyone, some stories from our first adventures in Los Angeles. Starts, let's say it together. Starts, Starts right now. now. Right now. <laughs> Welcome back to Boom Time with me, Flula Borg, and our director, Alex Simmons. Alex, we are talking about our Los Angeles experiences. Formative years in the City of Angels for you and me. That is correct. Um, so 
I thought I would start with just some questions because we did things together, but also we had separate experiences. We're not the same person. We are not. And people may say, what? How is this possible? And then I say, watch Ghostbusters. Do they cross the streams? No, <laughs> they don't. They don't. They do not. Um, so my first question to you, Alex, Great. is what was... You, we are in Los Angeles where many of the people with high IMDb scores yeah. and also points per game scores, if we are thinking of sports, uh, are here. What, who or what or lady or man person did you first see that was famous when you are in Los Angeles? Because many of them are here. What, who or what or lady or man person yes. did I first see that was famous? Exactly. That's a good question. I remember walking down the Third Street Promenade yes. in Santa Monica. Yeah. And Don Cheadle walked past me the other way. Oh, yes. And I remember having a moment thinking, I'm here. I made it. I've made it. I'm I'm just walking down the street, the same street that Don Cheadle's walking down. Don Cheadle just walked out of H&M with a bag of pants. Yeah, just a hundred pairs of pants. And I'm like, look at, look at the success that great acting can lead to. Oh, man. All the pants you need. Did uh, Don Cheadle look at you? He didn't. No, Don Cheadle didn't didn't have the same thought about me, I don't think. He was like, oh, that's the future uh, director of Buddy Moon and the podcast Boom Time. Yeah, he didn't. How about that? He's He probably thought that. Yes, he but did. But he didn't say it. Yeah. Uh, I will answer my question as well. That you, it's rude of me not to re-ask the question. No, I'm just, no it's fun. I get it. I get it. Fula, who is the first man, woman, or human person that you did see uh, when you first moved here that was famous? Yes. Yeah, so as a child, I did come to Los Angeles with my uh, my parents. We were on just like, oh, it is summertime. We go to America and we wear our, our socks and sandals and walk around the city. And so I did this. So many years ago, I did see uh, Mel Gibson eating a steak. And I think I have mentioned before this, and then also the famous talk show host Thomas Gottschalk, who was wearing some weird uh, tight pantaloons that had uh, lightning bolts on them, and he was running out of a Ralph's, uh, Ralph's supermarket. And for frequent listeners of Boom Time, yes. you've heard that story before. You have, but so this is not the answer. The answer when I was living here was um, the man I did see uh, was Vlade Divac. Uh, and for people who do not know who Vlade is, I would say, number one, how cool is it that your name works very good in a Snoop Dogg song when I say, Vlade Dade, we likes to party, we don't <laughs> cause trouble, we don't know about the body. But Vlade Divac uh, is a basketball player who um, was in the Lakers and then he was traded uh, for Kobe Bryant and he's a tall man he's a Caucasian person from the Europe and he was as people may know like hey what's flopping and people are like oh that's what you do as a pancake when one side is brown that's true but also flopping is when you are in the basketball and you pretend to fall down when someone touches you very light and it's popular in soccer and football but he Vlade was like the first man to say hey flopping is great let me bring it to the NBA Europeans do love to flop in any sport that they can. Yeah, we have well, it's a we have learned that this, it works. I do not do it. I hate it. I'm anti-floppy. I don't like to floppy. I like to foul very hard, <laughs> but I will not floppy. I have played a basketball game or two with you, and yes. you don't flop. I do not floppy, and I also do not call the fouls. That's if you, true. If you hit me hard, I don't. I always assume. What if the referee is like checking his SoundCloud plays? You know, when you get fouled, he will not call the foul. So I don't know if the referee will call it. So I just continue to play. So Vladi Divac. That is mine. Yes, he was in a coffee shop with two children. I assume 
his children uh, and they were just looking at bagels and muffins and they were looking at bagels and muffins i think so yeah but well they, they were, weren't eating them they were on the table but i was more just like wow vlade dade we likes to party we don't cause trouble look he's here right so that that it's not an exciting story but it is <laughs> it is my first story of who is a famous person that i did see in los angeles here's another quick one for you yes the first month i was here it was like halloween And yes. my friend Douglas yes. invited me to a Halloween party. So just for clarification, does Halloween happen before or after Halloween? Halloween? Yeah, like when does Halloween... Is Halloween like after the pumpkin has been emptied and it's empty, <laughs> so it's so just like hollow, so that's when we celebrate? So are you telling me that Halloween yes. is an Idaho pronunciation and the correct way is halloween i don't know alex i just know like when i see like halloween i know oh it's time for monsters and tricking and treating so is halloween like i've gone to vomit so my stomach is hollow or? yes and so anyways i went to this party with my friend douglas and he said it's a halloween party is the oh, way he pronounced it ah uh, weird and he uh we, we drove up into the hills and i had just gotten to la and so just going to a party at all was fun to me right um, we pull up and there's a valet and I'm like, oh, wow, people here parking our parking our cars for us. Um, but the first thing that tipped me off that this was going to be different is Douglas gave the name of a actor friend and said he was his who had said, you guys can go to the party and just use my name. Oh, nice. So then I'm like, oh, okay, that's different. And then we show up at this party. It's this huge mansion. I think it used to be like where Harry Houdini lived or something. Oh, I thought you were going to say it used to be where Harry met Sally. It used to be where Harry met Sally, but then he met her somewhere it else did, later. Yes, yes. It used to be where Harry Houdini lived, I'm just going to say. Yeah. We walk into the party, and it literally was the 30 to 50 most famous people in the world were dressed up in costumes. Halloween costumes. Ah, got it. Um, and someone who had just moved here from Seattle uh, just was blown away. And I, couldn't, and I was just like, I guess this is what L.A. will be like. So did you, uh, this is, I think, before, so selfies are a pretty much a recent thing. Yeah. So I think in these days, people Yeah, it was pre-selfie. I mean, yeah. you know, you had the ability, I guess, but no one people was. weren't really doing it. Yeah. But, and I remember that a few things. One, um, Salma Hayek and Penelope Cruz were there together. And I was just like, I can't, like, they're so famous to me. I was such a big fan. And also, everyone's costumes were, of course, incredible. Like, they had definitely gone into, like, the costume, you oh, know, yes. warehouse at Warner Brothers and said, hey, make me look like a, you know, a Roman emperor. And I had, like, I was wearing, like, pajamas with, like, a duct tape Z on them just to pretend like I was from what was Team it? Zissou from The Life Aquatic. Oh, okay. But it was just such a pathetic attempt at a costume compared to... You know, like uh, Jeremy Piven was there dressed as Bruce Lee, and he had just like this perfect costume. What? Yeah. Um, let's skip over that idea for a sec. But uh, fine. Paris Hilton knocked me over with a drink at one point. Stop it. Yeah. Oh, just like just this crazy party. And I can honestly say I haven't really ever been to a party quite like that 
in the over decade that I've lived here since. And well, I, but at the time, I just thought, well, I guess this is how it's going to be. Well, it's funny. I don't attend so many parties, but one I, that I attended on in the hills of Hollywood, like this, was also with you. And it was, you told me, you're like, okay, Flula, we are going to this. This party, it's a tribal-themed party. <laughs> so it's, uh, you have to, like, something with a tribe is what the party is. And so I think everyone was thinking, oh, so I would like a tribe like like the Iroquois tribe or the or ninja tribe or, or something like an African... Uh, what we found out eventually yes. was that tribal theme was just an excuse for <gasps> right. women and men who had been working out a lot yes. to wear loincloths or coconut bras or yes. just to basically wear as little as possible and show off that they'd been crossfitting. Yeah, that's correct. We took a different approach. We did. We dressed as a, a pair of Mormon missionaries. We did. Because that's tribal. It is. And people were so confused. Yeah. We were very friendly. Um, we bicycled there, of course. <laughs> uh, and it was also the most inexpensive uh, uh, un uh, costume. It's a white shirt with a tie. And then we had our nice um, tags, our name tags. Said Elder Borg and Elder Simmons. It, it, it was very nice. And, and carrying a book of Mormon. I hope if, if there's any Mormons out there, no offense intended. Oh, zero. Shout out. One thing I also remember from that party, at least twice, someone came up to me and said, are you sure you're supposed to be here? Really? Yeah, yeah. And I remember... Um, just being like, oh, it's okay. Or just not really telling them the truth that we weren't actual Mormons. Yes. But they were, they definitely thought that maybe, like they were watching us drink beers and just thinking, oh, these, these, at least a few people thought we were Mormons on our rum springers, which yeah. is not what they call it. But they call it a mission. Yeah. 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 Well, let's, and well, what... but the rum springer is what the Amish yes. kids do when they have a year to explore themselves to decide if they want to leave uh, the Amish life yeah. and come back and I don't know if you know as a side note rumspringen means to jump around <laughs> so both House of Pain and the Amish have something in common and it's uh, rumspringen who knew House uh, of Pain and uh, Amish did yes they did that, that's true time are your walls like super nude Introducing the Flula Calendar, the Flalenda 2019. You can cover your walls, which may be very modest. You know, oh, please don't show everyone my paint job, says your wall. No problem. You can cover this nice wall with the Flalenda 2019, a Flula Calendar featuring, yes, me, Flula, with photos from Sela Sheloni. Today's theme, and when I say today, I mean this year's theme, 2019, of the Flalenda, is gravity or Schwerkraft auf Deutsch. Please check it out at flulashop.com. Flalenda 2019. Curing wall nudity for since some time ago because we've made these before. And this one, let me tell to you, is the best of the Flalendas. Flulashop.com. Grab your Flalenda today. Bum -bum time! Time! Uh, so after this party, I remember we bicycled down, and this brings me to another new experience. Oh. Something very Los Angeles, I think. I know it is in other uh, areas as well, but it is in and out Burger. Mm. Uh, a very interesting restaurant for some weird reasons, uh, but also some interesting reasons. It has a very small menu, and everybody is swearing by the in and out like, oh, you must go here. It is the most delicious of the burgers in California. So my question to you, Alex, do you remember the first time that you visited it, or is there any strange memory that you have from your in and out experiences? The first time I 
uh, visited at In and Out. Well, I have a story. This is why oh, it's all—it's a selfish thing. Yeah, I, I can start. To set up your own. Oh, oh, Let sure. me start, and this buys you some purchasing time. Okay. Too. So the first time that I was going to In and Out, yeah, uh, I was visiting Los Angeles. It's a long story, but I was uh, computer programming with two friends, and I won a trip to Los Angeles. Sure. And so we are here, and my friend is from Los Angeles. He's like, hey, guys, let's let's have a nice time. We will go to the House of Blues, and we will watch a Beatles cover band. And then he gives to me a cigarette, and I don't smoke things, but I, I, I did it because of... I just did it, you know. I was like, "Ah, when in when in uh, Los, Angeles. Los Angeles, as they say. And then the Romans copied this phrase. But, you know, when in Los Angeles... Smoke a cigarette. I did it. I don't... It, it was weird because 30 minutes later, I was on the couch. And then I have... My brain saw that I was now a tiny man on the top of the couch. I'm not sure it was a cigarette. Well, it I, I it had a, it was a stick, and I made a lighting, and I did in, I did inhale it. I think that might have been something else. Okay. Well, anywho, so I started to. Uh, we were at the Beatles cover band concert, and I'm feeling really great. Right, because of this cigarette you had smoked. I don't know. I, I don't know. So, so anywho, so I am there, and it is the era of the Beatles, the different era. So we start with "I want to hold your hand," right. and you know, and and all of this, and then we get to the the second act is the psychedelic. Sergeant um, Peppers. Yes, and the "I'm a Walrus." That's actually more towards the end, but go ahead. Well, it was the uh, Walrus time, Eggman, and the lights are weird, and I became very terrified during the concert. I thought there was a, a very large, large man behind me staring at me. Yeah, was there? Well, I looked every four to five seconds, uh -huh. and nobody was here. Right. But then I looked more at Ringo and 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 John and Paul and George, and then uh, once more I was like, "Who is the tall man behind me? Who is large? He looks like Inspector Gadget, but very very obese." And I look, he's not here. It was so scarcy. I did have to leave and wait in the automobile uh, because my friends, I could not handle this. Oh, sorry. And then we were very hungry and we went to the In-N-Out. <laughs> and then it's the In-N-Out. I'm giggling like a tiny walrus, like loving it as we are, you know, waiting for our doubly-doubly's. And then I notice an, a policeman and I become so terrified. And I think he's arresting me for giggling too loud. But he didn't arrest you? No. Okay. But I was so convinced he's, I'm giggling so loud. He's going to arrest me because I'm enjoying these hamburgers too much. Right. Wood, wood, you're under arrest. Why? Because this is delicious? Yeah, again, it definitely wasn't a cigarette. Really? Why do you keep coming back? You are so uh, fixated on the cigarette. Well, I think it might explain the fact that you saw a large obese Inspector Gadget at you, uh, staring at you at the concert. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe. Here's my in and out story. Oh, please. My friend from... Portugal. Yes. Had her uh, brother visit recently. Oh, nice. And he had heard about In N Out all the way in Portugal. Oh, yes. The secret menu and yeah, all of Exactly. This. Which yes. is fun. You go to In N Out and you can, you know, they have a very simple menu. Yes. But then you can spice it up a little bit with some off menu orders. Oh, yes. And so they were saying, you know, you can do um, animal style. Animal style. Yeah. You can do. Uh, Mustard grilled burgers, all yes, these things. He's yes. like, oh yeah, great. He's like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. When I get there, I'm gonna do some off the menu stuff. Oh, I like it. So her brother walks up. He's all excited to order his off the menu in and out order. He gets up there and they say, "What would you like?" And he's like, um, "Yes, I would like a large fries and I would like it doggy style." And the girl just her jaw hit the ground big time. And he's like. 
She's like, excuse me? And he's like, doggy style. I would like it doggy style. <laughs> and they're like, animal style, animal style. Animal, he means animal style. Animal, animal. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I love this very much. <laughs> I so a similar story. My friend uh, Bernard, Bernard, uh, um, Pivo. Well, no, uh, I'm, last name I will stay private. But he is my uh, very good German friend, Bernard Michel. I will say his last name is I will stay private. No, well, that is we've written a song together called I will stay private, uh, which is about a Facebook account we started. Um, What did Bernard do? So Bernard and I are in and out, and he's like, "Hey, Flula." I'm going to just see what happens. I'm going to freestyle right now. And so we go to the in and out and he's like, yeah, hello. They're like, may I have your order? And he's like, yeah, I will take a double diesel with a bim boom and <laughs> give me some Tarzan. And I want extra Lieutenant Jackson. And he was just saying things. And they just said, yes, okay, yeah. great, wonderful. And then we received food. They did not question anything. I don't know what they was. They just did some stuff. I think they realized, oh, these people, they will just accept it, you know. But we, we did this recently, you, me, and David. Oh, yes, that is why we did it. Because right. my because Bernard said you... you no, I didn't even know that's why we did it. So we so for those still listening, yeah, we made a video with our friend David Gentoli. Yes. Where Flula and Dave went to the In-N-Out drive-thru um, and Flula started ordering just in, I think you ordered a Thomas Edison with extra pickles. Yes. And the, the girl working there just said, yep, okay, sounds good. We can do that. Uh -huh. And she just like barely blinked. At one point she might've said, excuse me. And you're like, but you just kept going. And I she said, just said, okay. five B authors, extra sauce. Yes. She did, and she didn't even blink. No. So, and then... I guess maybe they get it too much. Maybe we're not the first ones to come up with this hilarious idea, or your friend Bernard, at least. I think they just, I think it's a training. They're like, welcome to In-N-Out. When people mumble, just give them a double-double. Yeah. Like any words, oh, double-double. We'll just do double-double, and then they just know. I will say another interesting thing with In-N-Out is if you look at the wrappers and the cups, they have a Bible and name verse on the bottom that is hiding on the cup and on the fry bag. So it's like Psalms 55.22 and like Goliath 85.6. And if you go to Goliath 85.6, it says, yeah. thou, shalt, thou shall eat fries doggy style. Which is weird, um, because in my version of of the Bible, yeah. on Goliath 5-6, it says, Vladi Dadi, we likes to party, <laughs> which is very weird. Final thing, in and out Oh, we're still on in and out I will finish the story. So Alex and I would eat in and out and we and when we lived together... Oh, man. I know this story. We lived in a, what you call a cul-de-sac. Oh, it's a, it's a well, no, a circle. A cul-de-sac. Yeah, what it was like a circle. And so we would eat all of the in and out and then we would immediately say... Okay, time for a foots race. Who can win? And of course, this is after we have had five B authors, two Thomas Roosevelts, uh, you know, a strawberry shake, a double double, and some fries. A lot of meat, cheese, bread, and fried starches. And, a lot. Yes, Way too many. Too many. And we are wearing not like activity clothes. Well, I remember the last time we went, you were wearing oh, activity I was. clothes. That's true. And I was wearing jeans and like boots, like dockers or and something. And somehow, and I'd been running. So I thought, you, you had. Know, I'm just going to beat Flula because I'm in better running shape. Which is true. And you, I think you were thinking, oh, this is the handicap. I give to Flula the handicap of me wearing uh, normal clothing. Yeah. Yes. And idiotically, we decided to race around it's the cul-de-sac, which was um, farther than you would think. Yeah. 
And I do. I remember you beat me, and I, I was did. upset about it. And I also remember I was more upset at how sick I felt because, again, we had just sprinted half a mile on a full stomach of B. Arthur's. I do remember this. I remember beating you very well and felt very guilty about this. I don't know about very well. Well, several. You know, had several meters. I mean, probably ten to fifty meters. I slowed down, feet. so I was like, "Oh no, Alex mm-hmm. will be very upset now." So I sl- so what else are we talking about? <laughs> um, oh, I was also so Los Angeles is a home of music and oh. some very you know some nice music things. Mm. Uh, and you and I, some of the first jobs that uh, I have had was working with you when you work for uh, the old television channel, not old but former Al Gore channel of current TV. Well, let's let's back it up. Hold the phones, Jones, a little bit here. Okay, toot toot. The first job. That you worked with me on. Oh, boy. Was when I did a short documentary on a crime scene cleaning business. Oh, no. Oh, so f- quick pause. What is that? So well, people who don't know. It's a it's a business in L.A. and lots of other cities where um, it's 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 dark. It's uh, if uh, a crime or a murder, uh, which is a crime, or a suicide or, or something graphic and bloody and... and um, pretty intense happens in your house or business, um, someone has to clean it up. And often that stuff is really toxic and, and dangerous, so you'd need a professional company to come in and clean it up. And and the police actually come in and they make it worse. Like they step on it and they do their fingerprints, sticky stuff, and they don't, you know, I kind of just always assumed like the police cleaned it up or something. But you're, you know, as a homeowner, you're left with that. So anyways, not to... Bring us down, but it's it's interesting. So it's it was a short documentary on this crime scene cleaning group. Flula like didn't have anything to do that day that I was filming, so I said, "Hey, why don't you just?" And we had both just moved here. We're like trying to hustle, trying to learn the biz. So I was like, "Just hey, come along on this shoot." Um, I got an extra camera. You can shoot kind of third camera. Yeah. Um, you you were smart. You had someone you had someone with you that was shooting second. Two cameras were already being shooted. Shot yeah. At. But I figured you know it'd be fun for you to come, and also you know maybe we'll get a little extra bonus footage. Mm. Fast forward literally to uh, looking at your footage later after the shoot. After the shoot, everything couldn't have been more out of focus. <laughs> like it it was as though I had challenged a skilled cameraman to shoot everything as out of focus as possible. And I would just, my first question is, what were you looking at when you were filming it? I remember looking at it with you and the camera is, it was just going really zoom in and really zoom out, (laughs) really zoom in, really zoom out, like a very uh, terrible MTV, uh, you know, like sports show. And it was because I was trying to zoom in to find the man's nose and make focus of the nose and then zoom out once more. But then I would zoom out and then it would then try to make a new focus. And so I was just so focused up. I could, I was trying all... So unfocused. I was so unfocused. Trying to focus. Yeah. Well, to your credit, um, your explanation at the time was that you didn't want to interrupt us getting our actual shots. That's correct. By saying, oh, excuse me, can you help me? And which was the right call. Yes. uh, You had that instinct down correctly. So, yeah. And it it didn't matter. It was funny. And it was was just like, if you had gotten any usable footage, it would have been a total bonus. And and no bonus. No bonus was achieved, but it was fun to have you there. You lightened the mood. I remember like the, the... 
crime scene cleaning guys were like laughing and having a good time, which was sort of funny. Yeah, I was trying to make jokes, which is not smart, but maybe it is. Those those men and women have some serious jobs, you yeah. know. So. Gall- gallows humor. What? Like What's the, the wine t- vineyard? <laughs> Um, uh, <laughs> oh well so this brings to the next trip oh, the next, yeah, yeah i was the one that took the train you did a little side path there. i enjoy it yeah now we switch the rails so choo 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 um the next job that I had with you was uh, where I was not uh, behind the camera and making terrible focus yeah i was like let's let's get you out from behind the camera and put you in front of the camera yeah. where you can't shoot things out of focus yeah less less damage can happen so you took me to uh, as a as a host of a death metal festival exploration just uh, maybe just some miles uh, from los angeles that's right i think it was in san bernardino oh is this correct it was like a heavy metal music festival oh yeah very dark and everyone's <laughs> like these things yeah there was a lot of bands that sounded like that i very much want to as a side i very much side project want to create a, a death metal band Flueless death metal band. Yes, I don't know what's the name. <laughs> German words. Yeah, 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 exactly. I don't know what's the name of the band. If someone is, li- if everyone listening, if you would like to give me a nice idea for a death metal band name, just a tweet uh, at Boomtime Show or at Flula. Let me know some names, and uh, we may read some of these in the next in the next episode. And I'm going to volunteer you for this. Flu- okay. Flula will make yes a song. Can't say it won't be three seconds long, but he will make a song. Yes. With that as the band, band name, yes, yeah. and uh, so Alex, you must reminding me this because I will uh, forget like Jones. Well, you'll you'll remember when you're flooded with tweets. Oh yes, okay, perfect. So okay, so we're in San Bernardino. You're uh, interviewing death metal lead singers and some pretty pretty heavy hitters. Again, the Ted Williamses oh. of the death metal scene. Yes, like li- uh, Ma- Mastodon. Mastodon was, was one of them. Was one of them. They were very large. Stained. St- stained with no E, which I think then Weekend was like, I like what Stained did. I will just be the Weekend. And so Stained, you know, I think, but he said also, no apostrophe for me, said the Weekend, you know. Right, because he took out the E, but he didn't even, He's he was rebellious enough not to put an apostrophe in exactly as well what is it i before e except apostrophe or something like this is the grammar rule that is correct so i th- i did learn something very important uh from you in this as is uh, you are teaching me many things on these jobs sure so i was interviewing all of these people and i was very excited and so every time someone would say a thing like start to start to <laughs> i will ask you a question alex and i will do what i was doing so alex um what do you think about the film oceans 11 Ocean's Eleven oh, yeah? is a great oh, film. So great, right? Steven Soderbergh oh, is the best. best. I mean, is Steven Soderbergh cast? No, yeah. oh, casting dude. Like I was doing this the whole time. Yeah. And you said, "Hey, Flula, <laughs> we cannot use any of these things because you need to shut up." And <laughs> I was thinking, I must just encourage the person to. Int- I want to show them that I love their answer and that they are doing a great job. Which is human instinct. You, you're having a conversation with someone. You want to show them that you're listening. Yes. You want to encourage them. But it's a tricky skill to learn when you're interviewing someone on camera to uh, just be quiet and use nonverbal communication. 
like right now I'm nodding, which is what Fu Fu is nodding vigorously. Oh, so hot! Yeah. It's just just very. My neck is just getting a nice. Okay, little... you can stop nodding. Okay, now. sorry. Thank you very much. But yeah, I think it's a skill that I'm always still working on too, because it's you have to really remind yourself. Just bite your tongue, let the person answer. Yes, because this. You often, if you speak up, you ruin something that they just said. That is correct. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. Time! Do you like cleaning up some messes but do not want to use a towel? Introducing an unshaven poodle. Unshaven poodles are very nice because they have very long hair and they do not shed like other animal doggies. Just take a mess and then take a poodle. Take the poodle and then rub it all over like the, I don't know, what was it? A Gatorade a juice spilling or perhaps, uh, I don't know, some, some Thanksgiving stuffing on the floor. Rub your poodle's torso all over this mess and then voila, the mess is now all over the two poodles, the poodles, the poodles torso and your carpet or floor is kind a little bit clean i mean it's probably better than before you rub the poodle on it so there you go save the environment do not purchase a sponge or some towel papers purchase a poodle uh, or borrow your no borrow your friend's poodle and and then just give it back at the end of your cleaning okay time you and I have had some intimate moments, and uh, I will tell you what I mean by this. <laughs> we totally made out. Kidding. I mean, emotionally, we've made out. That's true. I don't remember physically making out. I don't. Who I've, knows? I have no memory. We yeah. lived together for a while. So. Yeah. Lot, we had lots of calories, and those I've had calorie comas where I like, wake <laughs> up, like, what's happening? Where am I? Just because of too many Trader Joe Jojos. Uh, I remember one time. Uh, so I have a very uh, terrible back. Sometimes my back is very strong and sometimes it is very broken. It is a very on, off, off, on, true, false question. Is my back's quality? Yeah, we used to play basketball quite a bit until it became every other game you would fall over and start writhing and holding your back. And, and which is tragic because not only tragic because of the pain it was causing you, but also because you're very good at basketball and um, you probably shouldn't play anymore because you will probably die this is kind of <laughs> you to say and that is why i have absolute retired i only play basketball in the nighttime when no one is on the court and i can only shoot once and must run to chase the ball by yourself yes yeah yes that way no one <laughs> i cannot fracture ankles uh, like this um but so any hoozle so i am we are roommates and uh there is a moment when boom my back is just away it is not working. I cannot move and I need help very badly. And so I I like to sometimes sleep in a nudity way. So it's just, it's just I like it, you know. And so I wake up and oops, ouch, says my, my back. And I need to call someone very bad. I need help, something, hospital, 911, anything. But my phone, I try to get with my hand, but I cannot. So I slap it and it is now not on the nightly stand, but on the floor. So then I must roll, you know, like the children that are like having a fun time in the field and they roll in a circle, like rolly, rolly, rolly to the bottom. Oh, oh Dana Hill. Yeah. Roll in a field in a circle, rolly, rolly, rolly to the bottom. Yep. Yeah. That's exactly. So I did this to get to the end of the bed. I could not slide. So I rolly, rolly, rolly. <laughs> I have to make a small, slow fall to the oh ground. My God. And I'm still nude. And I cannot lift any one, I can lift one hand and maybe one foot. But so I'm slowly trying to dial the phone. And with your back's just 
oh just shooting pain yes yeah into my buttocks and all the places yeah and then i i think i'm home alone like mukuli kulkan you know just me and there and no cologne couple criminals but yeah go ahead yeah joe pesci is there as well yeah. but and so i'm trying to make this dial of the phone i'm very nude when i i can feel like the presence of another person <laughs> not like a ghost or spirit but it was you staring at me nude as I try with one finger to dig, 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 touch the phone to call uh, like the police or something. I just remember coming back and you were like sort of um, in the shape of a U around a door jam, just in the most awkward possible yes. position, not moving, try, like just trying to like, like it looked like it was like physically painful for you to dial your cell phone. Oh, I could not move. Yeah. yeah. Any movement was like, you know, the, uh, the game uh, Operation I've seen with children. It's like, I do not know if they still are making it, but it's like, you need to remove the, the liver. And so if you touch a thing, a zappy, a zappy yeah. happens. It was like all the zappies were on all of my body. It was like 127 hours, except instead of a rock, it was a bad back. Yes, that and you were trapped under exactly. And instead of a uh, James Franco, it's uh, Flula Planko, which is m me. <laughs> Flula Planko. I was trying to combine the names. Yeah. It did not work. That's okay. But so then you did save me. You gave me a towel, and I wrap it around, and then you drove me immediately to hospital, where I receive an IUD. No, what is it called? <laughs> uh, what's it called? An HPV. No, what is it? <laughs> It's a letters, right? They MRI. They gave you an HPV when you H got to the hospital? Yeah, it was, they, they, they put it right. Oh, no, epidur. epidural. Ep epidural. Epidural. Which is what they give people who are in labor. Ah, okay, yes, yes. And then, so no, I did not, they did not give me HPV or... <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I was, it, it could have happened. I was ready for anything hey, in if, this moment. If you hurt your back and you go to the hospital and say, hey, okay, so we're just going to give you HPV, just, just say, nope, no, no, thank you. Listen, I'm okay, good. Slow down. I'm okay. Yeah. yeah I'll just have some tacos. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that was. Uh, hey, you're welcome. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, sorry. Yes. Alex, That's, thank you. This is, you're going to yes. say thank you, right? I was, and I do. So, thank you for saving me and not uh, letting them give me uh, a sexually transmitted disease <laughs> and instead giving me a shot on my anus, which, which is what they did. <laughs> well, that's such a great note to end on that I can't think of anything else we could possibly talk about for now. But Both. here's a challenge to our listeners. Yes. Not a challenge, a request more. Um, Tell us what you want to know more about as far as Flula's life. Do you want us to do an episode about Flula's baby times? Do you want to do an episode about the week that Flula filmed Pitch Perfect 2? Just, you know, tell us oh. any episode you want about Flula's life. Or would you like to hear about Alex's um, early teenage rap phase? Or perhaps uh, Alex's um, adventures in India? <laughs> my adventures in india yeah i've been to india twice for like a week each yeah that's nice yeah. that's interesting it's true it was interesting yeah so yes send us these things guys and uh if you'd like to hear more story episodes let us know and that's it now come some other sections some footnotes and fan mails yeah normally that's kind of like a clear delineation like there's the interview and then there's us talking but at this point what's the point oh what is at the this point? point what is the point let's what just is... Just yes. keep it going. Let's roll it out. So, at the end of every episode, what do we do? Well, at the end of the episode, we like to have some fan mail and answer some wonderful questions. I would love to do some 
fan mail. Hazard-Madeline asks, Flula, if you were on Game of Thrones, what would your character be like? Well, I would say I would like to have a character that is like Voltron, who is combining all of the sassy characters that I love. I would love to be like Gregor Clegane, but only in like, I'm big time hot dude. I would very much like to be like Dog, his brother. Uh, who is like not so attractive, but just a tough, tough man. He's like he's like the Twinkie of fighters because he would never expire and would still be delicious after 50 years of battles. And then I would like just a very small sprinkling of Arya because Arya is just tough as the, as you say, tough as the no nose noodles. What are you tough? How is it tough? Tough as the noodles. What well, yeah. could you possibly be referring to? Tough. Oh, he's tough as noodles. You tough know, tough as noodles. I'm now. I'm so curious what you're tough trying to say. What is like? Hey, oh man, Tommy over there. Tough as noodles. He is tough as noodles. <laughs> I would just assume like it's like old noodles that have petrified. No, that's true. They're pretty tough. Those are tough. Like in some old penne, gets pretty yeah, pretty chewy. And he's a oh look at that. He's tough as tough as some tough old as penne. Some, some old ziti. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, so Tough this, as noodles, that's your to answer. answer the questions, this is I would be a mix of the Hound and Arya. Okay, uh, Mark Kaufman at Noisy Velvet, shout out. Mark says, 30 cows in the field, 28 chickens, how many didn't? I mean, everybody knows the answer to this question. I'll repeat it. 30 cows in the field, 28 chickens, how many didn't? The answer, of course, is radars. Um I mean, everybody knows this, but I would also add that the other answer people don't know is Shaquille O'Neal in A Flying Saucer. This other answer to this question. Final question um, uh, from Günther. Günther says, wie jetzt? Niemand kennt dich, wo du herkommst. Schöne Grüße aus Erlangen. Also ein Hörer hast du hiermit mindestens aus der alten... Also, also, also ein Hörer hast du hiermit mindestens aus der alten Heimat. So, Günther says, how is it nobody knows you from where you are? Very many greetings from Erlangen. One listener you have uh, from here, from your old hometown, and that's me. So, uh, I must tell you, I love that I am very much incognito in Erlangen and in Germany a little bit. It means I can go buy some wonderful yogurt and no one is like, oh, may I have a photo with you? And I will say, well, I'm only wearing like one underwear so no that's embarrassed but i can do this in erlangen because nobody knows who is me yeah germans germans haven't really for the most part got on the flula train too much i enjoy that this section of the train is empty because <laughs> as i say i don't have to wear socks or shoes on my section i can just sit there with the legs up in america you're like so, oh that guy's german it's interesting in germany you're like oh that's just a, like oh, dime a dozen german man is a german man it's like a triceratops is interesting now right but like in the mesolithic mesozoic era who cares triceratops right. more like million ceratops you know but it's interesting you said people didn't know you from your hometown because i you, your mom lives there so i think well she knows how me. does your mom not know who you are no oh i should say two people know me here Right. My my mother, my father, yeah. yeah. Okay. And, yeah. So it sounded like he had spoken to everyone. I guess he had checked. He maybe yeah. he missed I will not say it's a street name, but he missed some streets. <laughs> he missed one street. Is it street. a Platz? No, it's not a Platz. It's a Straße. Okay. Strasse. It's a Straße. I'll give you this, yeah. Right. Uh side note, Erlangen very pedestrian and bicycle friendly. Oh yeah. Oh, so many bicycle paths. I mean, MP3s don't make themselves without um proper public 
walkways. Shout out, uh, home of the MP3, Erlangen. Okay, now we move to footnotes. Thanks for the fan mail. Yes, thank you very much, fan mail people, uh, for these wonderful questions. Thank you very much. I've got a footnote. Oh, yes. So about 35 seconds ago, you were saying she's as tough as noodles. Tough as noodles, yeah. And uh, I think because you were saying tough as noodles, my brain could not handle how strange that sounded. And I yes. couldn't think of what you were probably saying. Yeah, yeah. But I Googled tough as, yeah. and oh, you were you were trying to say tough as nails is what you were trying nails. to say. Tough as nails. Why would you say this? Well, because it sounds similar to tough as noodles, yeah, and but... it's a common phrase. Okay, let us make a breakdown. Nails. Do you know what are nails? I clip them. A nail. Oh, I broke my nail. Oh, oh, I was making a soda, a soda machine, and oh, my nail is broken. That's not so tough. If there's any listeners out there who can tell us the etymology of the word, it's so hard word to say, etymology, how do you say that? Etymology? Etymology. I don't know. Is you do? It sounds like you do know. Uh, no, I just... The origin of uh, the phrase, tough as nails, please tell us. I mean, if they're lacquered, I understand. <laughs> that could be called tough as lacquered nails. Tough as noodles. Tough as noodles. She's as tough as noodles. She's, tough as a, she's a tough noodle. Los Angeles, Los Angeles, Los Angeles, Los Angeles. Well, thank you very much, everyone, for listening to Boom Time. Please rate and comment and subscribe. I don't know all the words that people use uh, to our podcast. Subscribe to all the places. Spotify, Google Play, uh, Firefox, Boat, Tindertown, Rimpidimp, and, of course, uh, iTunes. Uh, everywhere you like it. Give us a comment and a rate, a special iTunes. We very much like and appreciate this. And uh, we are going to grow just like uh, redwood in the forest <laughs> for your ears. Boom time!